T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. My people lad, who lived with their parents till their mid-30s! All right, thanks, dude. <laughs> It is Rami Makhlouf with you on a Wednesday evening on 670. The score till 745, taking you right up to DePaul basketball. Zach Zaidman on the call as they take on Marquette. Again, 745 pregame for that one. Cody Decker, host of uh, Big Time Baseball, the BetMGM MLB podcast, and down the line with Cody Decker. That last one you can hear right here on 670. The score, you can hear all of those on your Odyssey app, and Cody will be here at 620 to talk about what's going on and not going on with Major League Baseball. And Matt Peck of Lockdown Bulls. He'll be here to talk, well, Bulls at 7 o'clock. I got Brian Callahan on the other side of the glass. I'm from the Hyundai Studios. Phone lines and text line is open to you at 312-644-6767. You can also tweet the show at 670 to score at Rami, R-A-M-I-E, is tweeting is how you can follow and interact with your boy, and I'm I'm gonna I'm I, I gotta get some things off my chest about this this MLB lockout off the top. And here here's here's where I'll start. I don't care what side of it you're on. I don't care what side of this thing that you're on. All right, and what side of it you're on probably gets to much larger ideologies than 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 just baseball or just sports or anything else and I don't want to, I don't want you to call up or text me and argue about that stuff because I'm not going to move you off that on a sports talk radio show and quite frankly you're not going to move me off how I feel on a sports talk radio show all right I te- I tend to side with the players I tend to side with labor and labor disputes with ownership but basically this thing is a tale as old as time, okay? It's 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 employees wanting a bigger slice of the pie, and it's owners trying to stuff as much of the money into their pockets as they possibly can and be as successful as they can while spending as little as they can. And I don't really begrudge anybody because how can you? That's what the system was set up for everybody to do. That's what the system was set up for everyone to do. It was set up for owners to try and make as much as they could, and it was set up for employees to make as much as they could, and everybody is just trying to do what the system was set up for them to do. So I don't I don't care what side of this thing you're on. And that's not what I'm here to debate, okay? Because bottom line is, I also, at the core of it, to be quite frank and to be quite honest with you, And I think a lot of you feel the same way, and tell me if you do, at 312-644-6767. While I tend to side with the players, 
and while I do want to see them get most of the things that they're asking for. Do I really care who wins and loses this thing? Ultimately, is it really going to affect my day or my mood in a real way? No, probably not. No, it's, pro- it's probably not going to affect me or my mood or my, or my life in any real way. If you're not familiar with me, my day job, I host an afternoon show on 1250 AM The Fan, our sister station in Milwaukee, and I got a lot of nicknames up there. Some of them are flattering, some of them are not. One of them is The Big Selfish. And I got that nickname because while most people, when being selfish, because we all have to be from time to time, will hide behind lies and ulterior motives and say, no, I want it for blah, blah, blah. I'll just tell you, I want this for me, man. I'm looking out for number one, all right? And ultimately, what I want here, this is the big selfish in me coming out, is baseball, all right? That's what I want. I want to wake up on a Sunday afternoon where there's nothing to do and go, you know what? think I'll go catch a game today and go grab some beers and have some kind of sausage on a nice warm pillowy bun and watch baseball, okay? That's, that's what I want, ultimately. So if, if the players did bend and give in to whatever the owners offered yesterday and we averted the disaster of losing games, would I have been upset that the players bent and gave in to the owners' demands? No, I'd been ecstatic and happy that there was baseball. I would have been, all right? So that, that's, that's ultimately what I'm rooting for. And here's the bottom line when it comes to this whole thing. There's, there's no debate to be had, although I'm willing to have it with you, at 312-644-6767. There's no debate to have about who's to blame for why we are losing baseball games starting yesterday at 4 p.m. local time. There's no debate to be had about why we're losing baseball games, about why we're losing regular season games starting at 4 p.m. yesterday. And that's the owners. And you know what? I'm an idiot for not seeing this earlier. I should have seen this coming. We all should have seen this coming. Because this is exactly what the owners wanted all along. This is exactly what they wanted all along. This is the nuclear option, and they didn't hesitate to push that big red button. They did it on December 15th. December 15th, the offseason had barely started. And they're like, you know what? We're putting this threat on the table right here today. Bang. And the moment that they did that, what they did was weaponize you, the fan, and the money attached to you. The dollar signs attached to you were slapped down on the table. You became a bargaining chip the moment that they did that. And it became clear to me when I saw that on the day that they extended the deadline to come to an agreement... That they showed up and said, we're willing to lose 30 games. Well, we're willing to lose a whole month of games, which is about 25 games. I was like, oh yeah, they, they had that number in mind all along. This was all, this was all a strong arm tactic. And again, I get it. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make as much money as possible. They're trying to keep the, the, the players slice as small as possible and keep their dividend as big as possible. I get it. 
On some level, I ain't even mad at them for it. But did they have to? Did they have to go this hard? Did they have to push the big red button that early or at all? Ian Happ said on Parkins and Spiegel last week they could be playing right now without an agreement in place. The players could be out in Arizona and in Florida right now without an agreement in place. He didn't have to do this. And, and, and the signs were there all along that this is what they wanted, and I just missed it. I had, I don't know, blind optimism, blind faith, all the way up until, all the way up until yesterday. I had optimism and faith somehow. That this was all posturing and that they would get something done in the 11th hour. But this is what they wanted all along. All you got to do is look at the timeline. They waited three months to respond to Major League Baseball's proposal. And then they put in, they instilled the lockout on December 15th as something that's supposed to spur action in these negotiations and don't present a proposal of their own for six weeks. Then meet sporadically for a few weeks, sometimes for 15 minutes at a time. And then finally they get serious for one week leading up to this self-imposed deadline that Rob Manford and the owners put on the league to lose games. They did that because April, as far as game day, stadium revenue, is the least profitable. For a lot of teams, that is a month where they take a loss. So they're willing to lose that. They probably don't have to give any money back on their TV contracts until losing up to a certain amount of games. So they're not going to lose any cash there. And they're likely, when all is said and done, hopefully all is said and done eventually, they're going to have an extra round of playoffs and rake in that cash anyways. They have nothing to lose by giving up a month of the season. While the players are going to be losing paychecks. The players are going to lose $20.5 million per day for every game that's not played collectively. $20.5 million per day. And you know what that money represents? That represents you. That represents your dollars at the ballpark. That represents your time, which is then monetized in advertising on TV and on radio. You were just weaponized and put on the table as a bargaining chip in these negotiations when they did not have to do this. The owners did not have to do this. Whether, you, whether you're siding with the players or you're siding with the owners and who should get what in these negotiations or if you even care, if you even give a damn about competitive balance, competitive balance taxes, if you give a damn about minimum payment, if you give a damn about arbitration and bonus pools and all that, no matter which side of this you fall on, there's no debate as to who is costing us baseball right now. They don't even have to they don't even have to necessarily say we're not going to play a 162 game schedule. Well, what's to stop them from playing double headers or from adding a week to the end of the season? Since this thing is already going to go with these extended playoffs, apparently we're going to be watching baseball until Christmas. Why do they even have to say that they're gonna, that they're, they're we're losing games? Say we're pushing back opening day. He's using this 
to try and strong arm the players to say, all right, how long can you survive? How long can you survive and not crack as a union losing these paychecks? And Rob Manfred, it took exactly two questions for his for his evil diabolical master plan to be cracked open. Brian, do we have this yesterday? These were the first two questions that were asked to Rob Manfred yesterday when he when he walked up there smiling, grinning from ear to ear and chuckling over God knows what on what he described as a doomsday for baseball in the worst case scenario. We never used the phrase last best and final offer with the union. We said to them that it was our best offer prior to the deadline to cancel games. Um, our, our negotiations are deadlocked right now, um, but I'm not going to get in. You know, that's different than using the legal term impasse, and I'm not going to do that. If it's not your last best and final offer, why would they have accepted it? If they knew they could get something better later. Yeah, there's. Look, I think that um, take it or leave it in a negotiation is not something um, that uh, I think is usually productive. I think always at the end, um, there's a little wiggle room somewhere. And um, I, I think that we like to keep the idea um, that we're willing to go back to the table and figure out whether we can make an agreement. He got got, and it, those were that was literally the first two questions that were asked to him yesterday at his press conference to announce they're canceling games, and he got got in two questions. She basically exposed their plan to use this lockout and to use you and the dollar signs that they see on your faces as bargaining chips in this whole thing. When she said, well, why would they take that offer if they know it's not your best offer? The players know, and they've seen this coming all along. They probably didn't want to say it in public and further poison, very poisonous waters in the talks between the owners and the Players Association, but the players saw this coming all along. They knew what this was. They knew this was a strong-arm tactic. That Rob Manford felt the need to go to on December 15th and use you as a bargaining chip? Jason Hayward said it tonight, or earlier today, on his Instagram account. He said, bottom line, they know the amount of games we need to play in order for them to profit. They view the first month of the season as debt. Season delayed equals they meet their goals. As players, all of us make different amounts of money each year. Regardless of the contract, we went into these negotiations in hopes of actually discussing the game we thought they cared about, thought in quotes. The outcome of this date has been one side in the MLBPA negotiating with ourselves because the other side wants division and they truly don't care to play the scheduled 162. That's the route they chose. This is what they wanted all along. And whether, again, you side with the players or you side with the owners, you're probably like me and just want baseball, Ultimately, at the end of the day, you just want baseball. And there's only one side to blame in why we aren't getting that right now. And that's the owners. They're choosing to take this route and chose to take this route a long, long time ago. 
I'd like to hear from you at 312-644-6767. We're scheduled to be joined by Cody Decker coming up after after a short break, but he did alert us that he's kind of stuck in traffic, so we might not have Cody Decker, so we might have time for your calls. Also, I, that's the number. That's I actually, I just oh, received ahead, word. I just yes. received word that Cody Decker made it home. Oh, he did. He's, okay, good. He's good to go. So he'll be with us next. All right, Cody Decker of Down the Line, which you can hear on 670 The Score, will join me right after this. And, that, and then I'd like to open up the phone lines and read some of your texts, 312-644-6767. You can also tweet the show at 670 The Score, at Rami is tweeting. Cody Decker joins me, Rami Makhlouf, on The Score, next. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. Yeah, you say, like, I play professional baseball, and people are like, oh, dang, you're a millionaire, you drive a Ferrari, like, all this stuff. And you're like... No, like I've spent time in the minor leagues. I was making maybe $2,000 a month, maybe, uh, depending on what level you were. And then I'm sleeping on an air mattress in an apartment with, you know, four other guys. It's a two-bedroom. And I went to Walmart to buy the top ramen that's a quarter a piece, you know. And so, like, my first year, that's exactly what I did. And, cause, like, you just – it's just so different in terms of, like, what people actually think. And granted, I understand there's, it's like a dream. Like you're, you're striving to make it to the big leagues. You got to pay your dues, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I get it. Trust me. I spent, you know, what, eight years in the minor leagues doing it. Like I, I loved it. It's part of the journey and the journey's you know, essentially the best part, but it is a lot different than what people think. That was Patrick Wisdom of the Cubs earlier today with Parkins and Spiegel right here on 670 The Score. You can go back and listen to that on your Odyssey app. Rami Makhlouf with you on The Score this evening up till 745, right up until DePaul basketball with Zach Zaidman on the call as they take on Marquette. Joining me now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, he is the host of Odyssey Sports Big Time Baseball, the BetMGM MLB podcast, and down the line, with Cody Decker right here on the score. It is Cody Decker. Cody, how are you this evening, my man? Well, since I don't know when down the line's coming back because we don't have a baseball season, I'm yeah. awful. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, Cody. This is actually this is actually the second time I've talked to you in three days. You were on my show in Milwaukee on Monday be- before, before, you know, the, the doomsday scenario, as Rob Manfred put it, actually happened and the deadline came and went and you told me you said don't don't have nothing's gonna happen don't do this to yourself and don't have optimism that something is going to happen and i did cody i had actually renewed optimism you know with the deadline getting extended on on that that evening and then and then they were going to talk for another day i fell for it i fell for it and i never should i should have listened to you is what i should have done rami you're not the only one that fell for it. we all fell for it everyone i fell for it i actually had renewed optimism for a sol a solid eight hours and you know what that's my own fault it's the hope that kills you as you learn on ted lasso it's just listen this is this is a calamity. There's nothing. There's no better word to describe this other than this: a pure calamity, uh, massive failing on the owner's part. And yes, I want to really say that massive failing on the owner's part because right now it's very much looking. And this is something that really bothers me. That optimism you and I had that evening, it really feels like no matter what, this was always always the plan. There was mm-hmm. no intention on the ownership side to get this season going. I truly don't believe it was. Um, and I'm really getting annoyed with the reports coming out that it's the quote-unquote small market teams holding this up. You're telling me the Rays, not a small market team. The Pittsburgh Pirates, not a small market team. The Baltimore Orioles, 
not a small market team. We need to stop saying small market team. There is no such thing as a small market in Major League Baseball. They are all multi-billionaires that can afford every single player and then some. If the Pirates want to go sign Carlos Correa tomorrow and get uh, Rodon, they can. They just won't. That's what's driving me insane. This Everything that the players are asking for is not only could Major League Baseball easily give it to them. They could easily give it to them and make more in revenue this next year than they've ever made because sports gambling being involved. Our last mm-hmm. major revenue that we were aware of is 2019. $10.37 billion is what they made in 2019. I, and we didn't even have sports gambling at the time. So now we're probably going to get into the $20 billion range in the next couple of years, yet players' salaries are lower than they've been in the past 15 years. It does not take an expert to see that this is madness. Yeah, and, and Cody, I, 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 I agree with everything that you just said. But what I was saying before the break is, if you're on the owner's side, I, I, I disagree with you, but fine. And that, that gets to much bigger ideologies than, than probably just baseball or, or just sports. You know what I mean? But wh- whether I agree with you or not on, on who should get what when these negotiations are said and done... I don't think there's any debate to be had over who's to blame for why we don't have baseball right now, because ultimately that's what I want. Like if the, if the players lose these, these labor talks, this war that's going on right now, for lack of a better term, like I'll be like, that sucks, but I got baseball and I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like ultimately that's all I care about is give me baseball. So, uh, but if we're looking for somebody to blame for why we don't have baseball, there's no there's no debate to be had. The owners chose to take this route. And like you just said, and a lot of people have been alluding to the last couple of days, probably have been planning to take this route from day one. Yeah, and what's really bugging me about this, and again, this is something that I know has been harped on by a lot, but I just want you guys to everyone think about your industry, whatever industry you're currently in. If you if you work at a bank, if you work anywhere, if your boss locks you out on December 1st and says, we will not let you back in until we negotiate, and then they don't call you for 45 days, do you really think your boss is acting in good faith in any way, shape, or form? Because I don't know what business operates that way. Only baseball operates this way and it's very very frustrating because this is a very solvable thing this is there is so much money out there i want to make this abundantly clear there is so much money out there in major league baseball right now and revenues and everything they have going on that this shouldn't even be a question anymore uh, that, that I just want to make that abundantly clear. There's not a single owner in baseball that's not a group of billionaires and multi-multi-hundred millionaire conglomerates. We need to get baseball back. And it seems very clear the owners have no problem waiting an entire month because keep in mind, they, when they said they're willing to push a month, that's an oddly specific number because right. we know how long spring training is going to have to be. It needs to be a month. Both the owners and players agree that a month of spring training is going to happen no matter what. So we've already canceled. If a deal struck tomorrow, why did we cancel? Why did we cancel two series? Why didn't we just cancel the one series? Why didn't we just postpone the one series? There is more than enough merit to postpone baseball. We've done it plenty of times, and we're just pretending that we have these hard lines that do not exist. It's like the CBT that everybody's talking about. The thing about the CBT that's annoying 
is the purpose of the CBT was to create competitive balance. The teams that are not competing are not coming anywhere near the CBT because they don't have to. So the CBT really only really affects what five teams: the Dodgers, the Angels, the the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, and that's about it. So we're sitting here complaining over a, a tax threshold that really only four teams even play with, and we're not willing to raise it. But what? So the Pirates can continue to suck for the next 10 years? <laughs> Talking with Cody Decker of Down the Line, which will be back, you know, whenever baseball is. Also, you can hear him on the uh, Big Time Baseball podcast and the BetMGM MLB podcast over there on your Odyssey app. Yeah, you're right in that they, they didn't have to can they didn't have to cancel any games. They can just they could have just said we're pushing the season back until we until we come to an agreement and then we'll decide how many games we can play at that point or they could just say well we have to cancel opening day and every day moving forward that we can't come to an agreement we'll cancel another game but we're going to stay here we're going to lock ourselves in this room and we're going to figure something out by by putting the talks on hold after that deadline came and passed Cody aren't they showing their hand that this is this is This is a strong arm tactic and trying to choke the union out and saying, okay, well, you guys start losing paychecks soon. Let's see how long you last. Uh, yes, that's it. I don't have anything to add. Yes. (laughs) It's clear as day. Yes. The answer is yes. And then, and essentially weaponizing the fans and the, and the money that they represent in this first month of paychecks. Also, yes. But here's the fun thing. And I'm actually, I want to give a lot of fans credit, um, because, it might be a combination of the social media age that we're currently in. It might be fans that are a little more informed. Yeah, you still have the I'd play for free crowd out there. But, you know, let's be real clear. There are more fans that are more aware of this situation than I think we're normally used to. I, I, it, I wouldn't say it's like the 1994 scenario all over again because it really feel like fans are kind of seeing the kind of lazy tactics that are being played here. And again, I've, I've never been this guy that's all, oh, players, 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 players. They're 100% right. I've never been that, even as a player. I Trust me, I see a lot of things on the owner's side, but it, the way they're going about their tactics is made me not pay attention to a single plight they might even remotely have because they're just playing dirty. The players are not playing dirty. They're just waiting to negotiate, and the owners aren't. And it's very clear. And by the way, this is not every single owner. This is a group of owners that simply are holding this all up. And as you alluded to, this is not this is not some fight for for the health of, of small market and mid-market franchises. This is... This is a fight to keep the players' slice as small as possible and keep the owners' slice as large as possible when when they're done divvying up the money. This has nothing to do with small markets and big markets. And I got to give credit to the players association on something because listen, I've been on the score many times. I have, you know, down the line I talked about it a lot. I've had a lot of issues with the players association over the years. My biggest issue is I felt like their 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 focus and caring was really in the wrong place. And I've ha- I've been on the record talking about my talks with uh, Tony Clark and how bad those went. Because when I spoke to him, it was 2016, I was in camp with the Kansas City Royals. And my biggest problem was we had this big meeting and they're telling us all these things we're fighting for. And I was nauseous thinking, why are we fighting for the top 1% of the major mm-hmm. leaguers to make sure they get the most? And we just, we spent 20 minutes talking about how Mike Moustakis shouldn't have to go outside and sign 20 autographs without being compensated and talking about player comforts and talking about, yeah, we need to make sure everybody has a chef to which I'm like, none of this matters. 
not one thing you just said in that meeting mattered. And I pulled him out aside and I said, listen, I spent seven years in the minor leagues. I have made about six months worth of a paycheck where I received a comma. I have yet to make $12,000 in a year playing baseball. Uh, and I made it to the big leagues and I've broken just about every record put in front of me. Yet somehow, if I don't make this big league team, even though making the big leagues the previous year, I'm not protected by the union. When are you going to protect a guy like me? And his response was, Deck, you were never supposed to make it, which is not an answer to my damn question. <laughs> he really said it that was just. It was just like, here, Cody, let me, let, me, let, me, let me backhand you across the face real quick and put my rings on. And so you just so you, it leaves a mark so it sticks with you for the rest of your life. Because he didn't care about the guy like me. Because the guy like me wasn't paying enough due, physical dues to the union. Now those guys that are paying the highest dues, those guys that are the Garrett Coles, those guys that are the Max Scherzers, those guys with those $200 million contracts, those guys care. Those guys care about the guys like me. They care about the guys that weren't protected, that get abused by this game. You just played a clip of Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom is a type that. of guy that gets abused by this industry. And it's very important for the PA to take care of these guys. And I hope they do it because at the end of the day, they don't need to just take care of these guys. There's about 200 guys in that minor league locker room who desperately need help. And you you think that the Players Association is finally serious about looking out for those guys, the, the, the Cody Deckers and the Patrick Wisdoms of the world, and, and they're not going to bend and throw those guys under the bus to come to some kind of agreement here when all is said and done? I truly think so, because this has been the problem with the previous two CBAs. The, the PA has always been more than willing to sacrifice the young guys that are not mm -hmm. as protected to make sure those top guys get their money. Now the top guys are getting their money, and we've created this new market where these top guys get their money, and we only promote a certain amount of guys. This has led to a ton of service time manipulation. This has led to guys' days in the big leagues get, getting manipulated. This has led to guys not being able to hit certain marks to, say, reach arbitration and put a good fight into arbitration. They could just say, well, you only played this many games, you played this many positions, and, you know, really you only hit 210. Yeah, he hit 210 because he went down to the big leagues for 25 days and came up for three days. It, it's This is not an easy industry, and there are plenty of ways to manipulate things, and it's the guys like the Patrick Wisdoms, like the Schwindels, like the Cody Deckers, that very much get taken advantage of in this system. And I'm really proud of the Players Association for actually handling this. And do I think they're going to stick to their guns? I hope they do, because, again, even those guys that are in the big leagues, they're not the most vulnerable. Uh, Patrick Wisdom just talked about it on Parkinson Spiegel saying, hey, yeah, slept on an air mattress, had to you know, fight for meals for years. He's not wrong. I slept in my car for two seasons. I was a professional baseball player at the AAA level, and one of those times was a year after I made it to the major leagues. So to say that things need to be fixed, they need to be fixed, and they need to be fixed now. So how, it's not happening now, obviously, Cody. I hate to break that to you. What do you think is is the next step here? How, how long how long are we looking at here, Cody? Would you think? Uh, I was gonna think a week to two weeks, but after the players' association had their press conference yesterday, there was a phrase that was said in there that really scared me, and it was something we dealt with in 2020. You saw it, I saw it when we saw the precursor of this entire mess uh, for the 60 game season that we got. Um, 
they want to get paid the full season amount because the players are not the ones canceling these games. And I understand mm-hmm. their idea on that, that they should get paid for the full season of games. But the owners are very clear they're not going to reschedule these. So I have a feeling the fight's going to be not even over what we've been fighting for. The fight's going to be over this, making sure yeah. they get a full year of pay. And that's going to cost us another 25 games. And I want this world to end. Yeah, if anything, they created another issue, another hurdle to clear in these negotiations, which is going to be, okay, now we want to be compensated for these games that you canceled, that you locked us out of, and the owners are going to dig their heels in on that. They created more problems with this than what they already had. They did, and it's not that I totally disagree with them, but throwing that wrench into the system into already a muddled, difficult, painful negotiation, this is going to be possibly 10 times worse than it was two days ago. So I really hope cooler cooler heads can eventually prevail. I hope we can get some baseball. I want at least baseball in April. And if we don't get baseball in April, fine. I'm waking up at 4 4 a.m. and I'm watching my Doosan Bears in the KBO and I'm all in on UT and UCLA and NCAA baseball. Let's bring back down the line. Let's just run a KBO show. (laughs) Who's your team? Who's your team? If down the line is a KBO show, who are we talking about? Doosan Bears, baby. They make great tires, and I like me some bears. Chicago style. Doosan, baby. Let's go. But if you're the players, Cody, don't you – you almost have to, like – now Now you have to play this game of chicken. It's, I guess it's another game of chicken. Are you really willing to lose 25 games? Let's see if you're really willing to lose 25 games. And then things get serious, right? Isn't that where we're at? It seems like it, but oh, again, God. They, they they have they. If you really look at it, put yourself in the players' uh, association's shoes. They have no choice. They have to do this because it's very clear they're not playing on the same playing field. I truly thought both sides were coming to the table those that last week really in good faith. But here's the problem. That 45-day pause period where they could have been negotiating all the way through, quite frankly, where we are right now is where we should have been a month and a half ago. And unfortunately, we're losing spring training games. We're going to lose major league games. And this is only devastating to baseball. And here's what's horrifying about it. It's not devastating to the owners. If we get a half season, they're going to make so much money in revenue, it's ridiculous. It's only going to hurt the game itself. That's Mm -hmm. why I hate this. It's just so short-sighted. And why is it short-sighted? Because most of these owners are only owning a team for a short period of time. The rest of us care about this game for the rest of our lives. And baseball, I mean, people. I see people roll their eyes, scoff at this, chuckle. Baseball could die. And not like die, die, like go away. But like boxing was the king of sports 40, 50 years ago, Cody. That's not that long ago where boxing was the king of sports. And now it's, it's an afterthought in the world of sports. It's still there. And a few people care about it and a few people are making money on it i would i mean i wouldn't be surprised if 30 years from now you and i cody are sitting sitting in rocking chairs somewhere talking about a baseball game and nobody really in in the big picture gives a damn about it yeah i I think baseball will survive this it really will it's just listen things need to be fixed and i don't need to tell you that baseball's got a marketing problem and as much as we want to sit here and pretend, well, you know, it's up to the players to market themselves. They're marketing themselves the best they can. Look at all these leagues. These leagues are not afraid to put their stars out there. But at the end of the day, baseball is afraid to put their stars out there because they care about the IP on the front of the jersey, never the name on the back. The last one that we really had like that was Ken Griffey Jr. And I don't think we're ever going to get another Ken Griffey Jr. again. 
All right, so how do I find the Doosan Bears? Where do I watch Doosan Bears baseball, Cody Decker? Uh, I, I don't know. I just subscribe to pretty much every single sports app, and I'm just going to hope it's going to pop on my TV at 4 a.m. I don't know. I'm just going to wake up early and hope for the best. NCAA <laughs> baseball right now, by the way, is electric. <laughs> is it? Is it is. That, it's is awesome. That, you should check it out. Is that something I should check? Do we have a team there? Do we got a team there uh, that I can... I'm just can... telling you how easy it is. I subscribe to ESPN+, and it turns out I just have, like, 50 college baseball games a day, so I am not without baseball. I'm actually currently watching NC State versus Campbell, and it is a banger, baby. That's Cody Decker. Check him out on Odyssey Sports, on Big Time Baseball, on the BetMGM MLB podcast, and also eventually coming to a score station near you. This this particular Maybe, one I don't right know. here in Chicago. Down the line with Cody Decker and follow him on Twitter. At Decker6. Cody, appreciate the time and the insight as always. No, man. I appreciate care. you. Well, thank you, sir. You're a good man, and I appreciate your time. And he joins me on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Rami Makhlouf with you on the Score on a Wednesday night. And I'd like to hear from you. Were you at with baseball? Are you as mad as Cody and I are? Do you blame the owners? Like we, Not even about you know who's right and who's wrong in the negotiation, but the owners are to blame for the lockout. I don't see any way around that. Tell me if I'm wrong. 312-644-6767. I'm going to talk some bulls with Matt Peck of Lockdown Bulls at 7 o'clock. But time for you after this right here on 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Yeah, I think that's where we're all at with Major League Baseball at this point, with the uh, lockout becoming officially official yesterday, and Rob Manfred announcing with an ear-to-ear smile, that they were canceling the first six games of the season and maybe more if the two sides can't come to an agreement soon. As I said at the start of the show, I, I, I side with the players, but ultimately don't don't care who wins these negotiations. I just want baseball. I just want my baseball back is all that I want in the world right now. But I don't think there's any question who's to blame that this lockout is happening. I really don't, and and I'd like to hear from you at 312-644-6767. Even if you just need to get something off your chest about all this and feel a little bit better as uh, as you as you go on with your week. This, a couple of texts have come in to the Rosen Hyundai text line. This is from the 847. I'm 41 and unfortunately now done with baseball. Too many petty rule changes and pace of game hypocrisy. Truth is, real baseball fans will stick around for four hours and not bitch about it because we truly love the experience of the full game as a lot of media members and irrelevant fans have been crying about. I don't I don't mind the efforts to shorten the game. I really don't. And those aren't even part of these negotiations. Like that's what's that's what's really concerning is that we haven't even and I know that the the commissioner can unilaterally kind of put those changes in place. I think it's a year after the new CBA is agreed to, but we haven't even gotten to that fight yet because it's going to be a fight. Everything is a fight. This from the 815. The owners started this in 2020 with the start of COVID. We knew it was coming. And yeah, that really should have been that really should have been the first real red flag for baseball fans in terms of watching this this relationship between the players and and the owners and and how how bad, how sour, how rotten 
it's gotten between the two sides. Because it is, it was it was pulling teeth then to 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 get to get baseball on the field, and to figure out how they were going to do it. And now, man, Major League Baseball has an opportunity. They have an opportunity right there in their hands, right in the palm of their hands, as we are hopefully, hopefully, entering a post-pandemic world where things are really opening up fully and masks are coming off and 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 things are are seemingly going back to some kind of normal and people could 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 go into this spring and summer and 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 have baseball and have that be one of the things that signifies the start of spring the start of summer and and getting out and 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 enjoying the world again and being and being free of what we've all had to experience the last two years, and what are they doing? Crap in the bed, like they always do, like they always have under Rob Manfred. I just don't understand this thinking. I just cannot wrap my head around it. 815 says, have soccer replace baseball. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's never going to happen. I'm sorry. It's simply never gonna happen. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of soccer, okay, and I never will be. It's just not. It's just simply not gonna happen. But that, that's not why I say it. I'm just telling you. I'm this. This is not. This is not some point of view that I, or some agenda that I'm pushing. That's anti. That's anti soccer. Not only am I never gonna buy into soccer, America. Is never going to buy into soccer, all right? It's not happening. Brian Callahan, my producer on the other side of the glass, are you a soccer guy? Am I hurting your feelings right now? No, I'm not, about so- okay, not anyway. Like, I, I jump in for, like, the World Cup, you know, like, if the U.S. is in it. But honestly, that's, I, I just, I'm the most casual soccer fan you will ever meet. I'm not even that. <laughs> I'm not even that. I have no time in... I have no time in my life for soccer. So I'm, man, I'm a bigger soccer fan than Rami Makhlouf. It doesn't even have to be another sport. I think sometimes that's what these leagues miss. That's what they don't understand in the modern age. That you're not you're not just at risk of losing baseball to UFC or hockey or NASCAR or 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 vi- or gaming which people are apparently watching now or drone races or whatever the hell people are watching that that's competition or sport in this day and age. That's not even the only thing that you're up against. You're up against all of it. Okay? Every ch- every network, every cable channel, every streaming app, TikTok, Twitter, all of it, whatever the next social media is. You're competing with everything for people's attention. And right now, just as people are able to go out into the world and enjoy their lives in a way that we haven't been able to in two years, you're going to pull your product off the table? What are you thinking? What on earth are you thinking? And what am I going to do with my free time? Because it's not going to be soccer. It's never going to be soccer. 
What are you doing, Brian? What are you doing with your free time? I'm, I'm following the Bulls. I'm looking forward to your next convo here at seven with Matt Peck. That's that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to hear about. There is that. There there is that. There is the Bulls, and that that's that's fun, and it's something to do for sure. There's no doubt about that. Have you seen uh the the pillow fighting championships? <laughs> Have you seen this, Brian? What? No. Tell <laughs> tell me about the <laughs> pillow fighting championships. Tell me all about it. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's the PFC, and it's grown men in a ring. And you know what? It looks like there's a lot of money that's been poured into this thing. Go on Twitter and just search pillow fighting. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come up. Like the the ring is nice, and it looks like there. It sounds and looks like there are people there watching, and it's just dudes clobbering each other with pillows. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's two dudes in a ring clobbering each other with pillows. This looks amazing. <laughs> I'm Are all in on this. Right I'm, I'm all in on this. Yeah, they got a YouTube channel and everything. I'm watching pillow fights all I'm, night. I'm, I might do it. I remember, you know what You know what got big during the pandemic was uh, marble racing because people needed something to gamble on. And that was something you could do without gathering large groups of people or even more than one person. Marble racing was huge. And there was big money <laughs> being gambled look out on for, marble racing look during out the for, pandemic. For big money marble. Look out for that. <laughs> But you're right. You are. You're right, Brian Callahan. There is, there is the Bulls. We're going to talk about those Bulls with Matt Peck. He's the host of Locked On Bulls on your Odyssey app, and he'll join me, Rami Makhlouf, next right here on Six Seventy The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.